come to brothers of the word because brother you need the word and today as as we begin i just want to usually on the television program i don't do this i just want you wherever you are listening over the internet watching on television just bow your heads for just a just a few seconds of prayer dear heavenly father we thank you for this day we thank you for these people father open hearts minds and spirits to see hear and understand let thy power flow even through electronic media right now on the people in the name of jesus we pray amen Amen. Our scripture today is going to be coming from the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. I'll read it and you can follow along with me. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. And I want to speak to you today for a few minutes on the subject, the foolishness of God. And the Bible says that the foolishness of God is wiser than men. Sometimes what God does and, and how God directs us appears to be foolishness unto men. And this message actually came about, it, it, it came about from my recent trip to Peru. And my brother and I went there to Peru and, and, and we stayed for nine days total. We spent 24 hours traveling there, 24 hours getting back. And on the day we were coming back, we stayed in Machu Picchu, Peru, and we had a flight that went from Cusco to Lima. And when we got to Lima, our flight would leave from Lima and come to Atlanta, but we had an eight-hour layover. So in the time frame, we decided we would just, they had a huge grand mall, and we figured we'd just get a taxi, go over to the mall, go to the movies, have something to eat, so we could spend that eight hours and use it up. We wouldn't have to sit around the airport all of that time. So we went to the mall, and Went to watch a movie, and we had about an hour and a half left before we needed to get back to the airport. So we decided we'd just go to a restaurant, have a nice meal before we went to the airport. And, and we were sitting there. Now, this mall, it sat on the ocean front, on the edge of a huge cliff. And there was a nice restaurant, and the restaurant had a lot of seats outside. It was real crowded. And, and, and we sat there at the edge on the outside 
in the restaurant overlooking the ocean. And it was cold. The wind was blowing. And I had my little roll bag that I keep my computer in. I had a few other items. And, and, and we were sitting there, and, and you, you were cold. So I said, let, let, let's move. So we moved from the edge where the wind was to a few seats over. It wasn't blowing as hard, but it was still cold. And we were sitting there cold. I unzipped my bag, and I took out my jacket that I had, and I wrapped up nice and warm. But I was still cold because my head was cold. So as I sat there getting chill bumps, what I have here on the podium is a nice hat. Now, those of you who are listening electronically, you won't be able to see this hat. But this is a hat that I bought in Machu Picchu. It's a beautiful leather cowboy hat. And when I brought the hat home, my, my wife just said, ooh, that is a nice, that is a pretty, that is an elegant hat. But the thing about it is not my hat. We were walking in the marketplace, and I saw the hat in one of the stalls with one of the vendors who sells things there in the market. And instantly, I saw a man standing in the hat in a vision. His name is Mr. Colson. He runs a locksmith company here. And I saw Mr. Colson standing there in the, just a vision. And I knew that I had to buy that hat for him. Now, that's one of those things that is foolishness by man. As I bought the hat, James, he knew I didn't wear hats. He said, what are you buying that hat for? <laughs> I said, I'm buying this for Mr. Colson. He said, who? I said, Mr. Colson, he runs a locksmith, and I, I had a vision. I just saw him in that hat. So I bought the hat for Mr. Colson, and I, I had the hat in the bag, but I also had bought another hat for me. And this hat was a little warmer that I bought actually in the town where we stayed, and it had flattened. See, this hat is very elegant. It's very nice. It's a very grandiose-looking, real sophisticated hat. But I pulled out my hat because my head was cold. This is my hat. <laughs> now, this hat, for those of you who are, again, listening electronically and you can't see this hat, this hat is not elegant at all. It's orange and red and blue. It's got two long strings with little fur balls that hang off of the end of it. It has a string at the top with fur balls. And as I, I pull out this hat and put this hat on. So there we were sitting at the restaurant. And I'm sitting here with this hat on. Now, James had a Georgia Tech cap on. It had Georgia Tech written across the top. It's a very elegant, sophisticated-looking cap. It's a, it's a baseball-type cap, but it's classy, if you know what I mean. It, it's real dignified and sophisticated. So he's sitting there in his dignified, sophisticated Georgia Institute of Technology cap, and I'm sitting there with this on. <laughs> So, and he looks at me with this cap, and after a few minutes, and, and we just, we really laughed and joked on the, on the, we had just a grand time, a lot of great spiritual revelation, but we just had a good time. So he was just sitting there looking at me, and he said, he said, man, I'm ashamed to even sit here with you with this cap on. He said, he said, it's just embarrassing. 
embarrassing to even be sitting here and you're sitting up here in this silly looking cap. Now see, back in Machu Picchu, this cap wouldn't have been silly, but in Lima, which is the capital of Peru, and in that mall, it was the richest mall in the whole country. So you, you had a different level of people. They didn't dress, and as you go back in, the, in where the Indians are, they had this kind of cap, but not, not in that big mall, not in Lima, not where we were. So it was completely out of place in terms of style. But... It was in that situation that this message was born because I was sitting there looking to everyone else like a fool. <laughs> everyone else sophisticated, dressed elegant, and here I am in the midst with this silly looking cap with these tassels on each end, with fur balls on the end, with a little tassel coming out of the top, with a fur ball swinging on the end. So here I am looking for all intensive purposes, just like a fool. But the difference was this. I was warm. <laughs> my ears were warm. My head was warm just as warm as I could be. Now James was sitting there with his Georgia Tech cap on, sophisticated looking, but his ears start turning red. He starts shivering and he said, man, I got to move. So he got up and looked around and they had one table left over in the inside. So he said, I can't stand. I got to move. So we got up and we moved to the inside. And once we moved to the inside, it was much warmer. I was able to take the cap off. But it, but it, but it brought me some great revelation that often in life, God will provide us with something that looks just like this. It's foolish in the eyes of me. It looks crazy. It looks out of place. And people will look at you and they'll wonder, what in the world is wrong with you? What are you doing? They don't understand, but it protects you and it comforts you. So I was, I was sitting there looking like a fool, but just as warm and just as comfortable as I could be. Some of you right now, you've got cars that you have to, when you get to the red light, you have to pat the gas to keep it from cutting off. <laughs> God has provided you with some things that to the world doesn't look the best. To the world, they don't understand it, but, but yet it, it gets you through. It, it has never really let you down. It, it takes you where you need to go. It, it looks like a fool to the world. But God has provided you with some things that really comforts, protects, and takes care of you. He's a covering people in our lives. But yet how he works says the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of men. Sometimes we get ourselves in some situations that our wisdom cannot get us out of. We can think, we can plan, we can work, but it still won't get us out of the situation. And, and sometimes God, God will just instruct us to do some foolish things. 
things. There is a story in the Bible of even where, where everyone was starving. They were going through famine. And remember the prophet Elijah, he said, I'm going to, God says, I'm going to send you to a widow woman. And he sent him to the widow of Zarephath. And when he got there, the Elijah prophet says, woman, give me some water. Then bring me some bread. Then take your last little bit and make me something to eat. By all natural logic, that was foolishness. The woman said, I, I don't have but a, a little bit. And you want me to take the little bit that I have, feed you with it. And when all we were going to, and the woman said, look, we're going to take this last little bit of meal and oil, bake me some bread, my son and I, and after we eat this, we're going to die. The prophet said, Take the little that you have and make me some bread. Don't you know that that was absolutely foolish in the sight of the world? It was just like this hat. Yet when the widow woman took and followed what the prophet said, her oil jar never ran dry. And the meal never ran out. It was foolishness. In the eyes of the world. But when God directs and instructs you, though it may seem crazy, follow what he says and you'll be comforted. Jesus has statements that by the eyes of the world seem foolish. Love thine enemy. In the eyes of the world, that's foolish talk. You want me to love my it Pray for those who persecute you. You, you. you want me to pray for my boss and he doing me this wrong and you want me, are you crazy? What kind of hat do you want me to put on? <laughs> foolishness in the eyes, but you see, the, the foolishness of God is wiser. Then the wisdom of men, because the wisdom of men will tell you if you've got an enemy, then you render unto the enemy double what they render unto you. That, that, that's the wisdom of men. God will say, love thine enemy. Pray for those who persecute you and despitefully use you. Bless them. The wisdom of the world say, yeah, I'll bless them. I'll bless them out. <laughs> the foolishness. Of God is wiser than the wisdom of men. I remember when I was in college, I had modified my lifestyle and diet to where I began to take very good care of my body. And I, I ate a certain way. I wouldn't eat what everyone else ate. Do you know what they call me? A fool. They say, you're not going to eat this good hamburger. You're not going to eat this good. You're not going to eat all this good stuff. I said, that stuff is not good. They call me a fool. And I was looked down upon, scorned, and ridiculed because of going a particular path. I went to my 30-year college reunion. And they gave me the award for the most preserved man because I didn't look like everybody else. And they said, what have you been doing? I said, do you remember? <laughs> That's what I've been doing. I've been doing the same thing 
that everybody ridiculed and persecuted and laughed at me about 30 years ago. See, oftentimes what appears foolish in your youth, you cannot see the benefit that God has for it. That stuff doesn't manifest until later. See, some of the stuff does not manifest until later in life. Some of the stuff will not manifest until eternity. See, some of the stuff you won't even see in this life. You'll only see that stuff when you get over in eternity. And then the things that looked foolish to the world make a whole lot of sense. See, it doesn't make sense sometimes when you, you know, why should I abstain from this? Now, I want to party it up, live it up. I am not, I, I just want to enjoy it. It doesn't make sense. And it appears foolish. To preserve and to conserve and to follow us. So it be as foolish. But down the road, you'll be able to look at that thing and you'll be able to see what God has ordained. You know, most children will think that wise parents are foolish. You know, children will think that wise parents. Are foolish. Now, I say I had to quote wise parents because all parents are not wise. <laughs> and oftentimes, what you have children, they just follow and they just do in a magnified sense what they see mama and daddy do. So, but, but, but wise parents, oftentimes, youth will think that wise parents are foolish. There, there were things that my father used to do that we thought were foolish. And it wasn't until later that we understood the wisdom of the man. God works the same way. There is nothing that God will tell you to do that's not wise, though it may appear unto men to be completely foolish. And there are some things in life, they are just like this hat. But God wants to lead you people. He wants to guide you. But you have to listen and you have to obey the wisdom of God. And God is even trying to speak to some of you right now. I, I, I just want you to just pause for a second. And I want you to think of the one thing that God has been dealing with you about. Just, just the one thing. Oftentimes there are things that are placed in our spirit and they are multiples. But just, just the one thing that God has been dealing with you about. And the Bible says that. The fool hath said in his heart that there is no God. You know there's a God. But, but what is the one thing that God has been just dealing with you about? That you have been resistant, hesitant, and not wanting to do. Because for one reason or another, it's kind of like this hat. It's foolish to the logical mind. And there are some things, people, that God will... We, we were discussing about one of the um, people who we knew who had given someone a car. And I remember when God told me, when the prophet was here years ago, and God spoke and he said, I want you to give him your Jeep. That was foolish, people. One of the most foolish things I had ever heard. And I had to rebel against it because it did not make sense to the logical mind. But I went ahead and did it. And great blessings followed from that. God will often direct you and instruct you to do some things that appear to be foolish. They will never violate his word. And that's how you, you'll always be able to judge and tell 
just make sure you know his word because oftentimes there are many voices and they'll get confusing to you sometimes. But there's an inner leading of spirit that God will direct and correct and order your paths into what may appear to be something that by the world's view is foolish. And the one thing that came up in your mind, I want you to start working on that thing today. Start today. And, and sometimes it's God has told you to give someone something. God has told you to forgive someone of something. God has told you to do something that goes totally against your flesh and totally against nature. But there's something on the inside of you that kind of knows this thing will liberate, although it may make you look a little stupid. Lord, I, I, I just don't. I don't feel right doing it. What you basically say is my flesh doesn't really want to do that. And some of you would rather be in style than warm. Some of you would rather be in style than warm. And see, God always is concerned about the inner man, the inner soul, the inner spirit. And we're concerned so much about the outer do you know that? that's why God never had the prophets? They didn't look worth a hoop. They were never dressed fancy. Now the priests were, but the prophets, they were always just in a robe with just sandals and a stick. God was concerned about the inner. I had issues when he directed me to let my hair grow for almost a year. Do you know I had a problem with that? Because I looked just like this hat. I had all this stuff growing and all this hair growing. It was, it was an, but the thing changed my inner spirit. And to people from the outside, it looked foolish. And I remember when I was in the middle of that, I was out somewhere. And I had a man come up to me and he said, Pastor Bronner, we saw you on television when you preached about the pastor's beard. And he said, do you know my pastor saw that? And he said, all of the men in my church now are following what you... And I said, what? Look, God just told me to do it. He didn't tell me about anybody else. He said, all of the men in my church now are following what... He said, my pastor, the thing hit his spirit and all of me. See, it was foolish to me. I had no idea, I had no concept of why God wanted me to do that. It was, but, I, but I followed it. So oftentimes, people, there are some things that may appear to be foolish to you. But when you know you're hearing the voice of God, when you know what's in his work, when you follow that, it may be foolish. And to other folk, you may look silly. But you find your heart and your inner spirit will start getting warmer and filled and overflowing. And, and there's something about it. that, And that's why... Always going up the mountains and going to true heights. It's never crowded. It's never a whole lot of people on the pathway. And you always walk that somewhat in solitary. The foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of men. If God wants you to wear a hat like this, he has a reason. If he wants you to shave your head bald, he has a reason. If he wants you to wear a nice, fancy $2,000 hat, he has a reason. But know what God has destined or ordained for you. And follow it, whether it appear foolish to you or not. For the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of men. 
If you'd like to hear this message again, simply go to airjesus.com. This is message number 5359, The Foolishness of God. If you know someone who needs to hear it, go to Air Jesus. You can send it to them absolutely free. We thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. Because, brother, you need the Word. Amen, amen, and amen. Now, I'm going to take this hat this week and give it to Mr. Colson. And this is my hat. This ends message number 5359 by Nathaniel Bronner. To hear other messages or to send this message number 5359 to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com. This has been message number 5359. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up.